You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rudkin from Newstalk ZB. It's time to talk entertainment now and joining me is Steve Newell, editor at flix.co.nz. Good How morning. are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, they are still counting the vote at Eurovision because I know that, you know, you won't be able to carry on with your Sunday until you know what the result has been. You're on the edge of your seat waiting to find out. We will let you know uh, as soon as they have finished counting the votes. What was that wonderful film about Eurovision, Fire and Ice? What was it called? Uh, the, the, the story su- of Eurovision, the story of Fire yes, Saga. Yes, that's right. It's almost worth watching this afternoon. I, I think. think that if you need a bit of to, to, to put a bit of time into your day while you're waiting for the final <laughs> results, uh, hoon over to Netflix, watch some Will Ferrell. Hey, sure. I must say, thank you very much for a recommendation you gave us. About a month ago, you said keep an eye out for a, a TV show called Silo, which is coming on Apple TV+. And um, I'm very fortunate that I often get advanced screeners, and I watched one, and then I watched all of them. And it kind of, I lost a large part of my week. Anyway, my partner is, is currently uh, watching it and absolutely loving it. It's good. Yeah, it's and clever. It's, it, um, at the our place, it's become. Awesome. Sorry. <laughs> it is good. It is clever. The yeah. design is awesome. And, um, and likewise, in my household, it's become our new get friends together and watch yes. a show together show, which hasn't really been one for a little while. Like Game of Thrones was one of those, Westworld was one of those for a while. But this is. Uh, See, Monday more, night appointment, get a, get a takeaway, come and hang out together in the lounge and watch an episode and then have a big chat about it show. So it's I, bit, you're a lot more patient than I am. Um, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. sometimes. Uh, I do feel sorry because my partner's kind of watching it on his own. He comes in and he starts chatting and, of course, I can't say anything because you don't want to reveal too much. There's that a is, lot of mystery and intrigue. That, that's it, absolutely. And, in fact, even today I don't really want to – get too much into what the show is because it re- the way it reveals its secrets is, is, a, is in very good fashion that this is sort of one of your sort of science fiction tinged mystery box type shows but uh, I think um, you know while while some of us still deal with the PTSD of watching Lost uh, this show Solo does not have the same kind of uh, unending mysteries about it first of all it is based on a series of short stories and novellas so it kind of does have a good framework Having read those, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the direction it's heading in. Um, but also, its concept is complex, lots of stuff to chew over, but also really quite simple. There's 10,000 people living in an underground bunker. It's a giant vertical cylinder, um, hundreds of stories tall. And they've had a society that's been there for generations. They know that the outside world is destroyed, toxic, messed up in some kind of deadly way, but don't really know why. They don't really know why they're even in this silo. And they don't even have records of their own history. And I think that that concept is one that resonates really strongly throughout the series because, you know, if we think about how much connection to the past is important to us as people, as a society, as a culture, as cultures, um, it's a pretty weird thing to take away. And it leaves mm. them in this very orderly civilization where they know that to survive, everything must operate kind of like clockwork. There's not really any room for dissent. But it's not either like a really harsh Orwellian society it's because that's how it is it has to be that way so really kind of fascinating setup but uh in a twist that will surprise no one in pop culture <laughs> there's been a bit of a murder uh, and, <laughs> and off we go and chaos ensues <laughs> um yeah so great performances the, the visual look of this uh of the silo is fantastic so it's a big cylinder i mean it's possibly a design flaw but right down the middle is a huge <laughs> atrium. 
So, um, yes, a person could go whoopsie off the side and fall hundreds of stories, and and yes, that, that may or may not have happened in the narrative of, of the show, although I'm still waiting for uh, an expensive CG shot following something from the very top to the very bottom. There we go. Tumbles. There we go. Uh, so if you've got Apple TV+, Plus, it's definitely worth uh, putting on your list to catch to watch this week. Absolutely. Mm. And I'll just throw some cast names at you as well, because actually yes. that, that's, that's a good kind of uh, uh, extra argument. Um, Rebecca Ferguson, familiar from the Mission Impossible series, is, is sort of evolves to become the series lead. Um, Tim Robbins is in there in a kind of a really sort of nice mix of sinister and comic. Um, and then it's peppered with familiar faces, really, beyond that. But those are sort of your two top line cast so, members. So speaking of streaming services, something I have noticed recently is I seem to be receiving quite a few emails from the services that, uh, for work purposes, uh, I pay for, and the price seems to be going up across the board. Uh, you know, I just seem to be getting these messages saying, you know, price increase, price increase. I'm just wondering, you know, how they're doing. Uh, is there still a sort of a streaming war? At, yeah, well, at play. I mean, that's a big question, really. I think we're all experiencing the same thing. Um, you could be forgiven for. You know, they're not just it, charging me. <laughs> I mean, the worst thing that could happen right, is if we have individualised pricing. Because, more. Yeah, yeah, those of us that are more addicted pay more. Great. <laughs> Thanks for inventing the new business model on the radio. Now they, now they know. Um, you'd be forgiven for thinking it's related to all the other cost increases that we're experiencing. Yeah. In our day-to-day life, but streaming's never really been a business that makes a lot of financial sense. Uh, since about 2019, the strategy's really been about subscriber acquisition at all costs. Okay. So a real race because um, clearly we're not all going to subscribe to everything. We're going to mm. pick and choose our services. But once you're in, you're more likely to stay in than to cancel, right? So... Um, the business has been very much based on luring people in. But now the little twist comes. Um, came across a really great story by a technology reporter called Alex Sherman. And so writing for CNBC, he made a couple of key points that the industry is currently focused on, yes, raising prices, but also cutting costs. Some of the streamers are losing subscribers. Disney, yeah. uh, Disney just lost a bunch of subscribers, mostly through a cricket deal in India that they ended, but, but still it's... Okay. The curve going in the opposite direction to, to where it's been headed. And Sherman says that at some point the industry is going to need a new growth narrative because, you know, a whole economy relies on the premise of growth. If mm. they're not going to grow the subscribers, they need to grow something else. And that may be the amount of income that yeah. they're pulling out of each of us. But the other thing that we're seeing is that not only are the prices going up, but the you know, the amount of content on offer is shrinking. So HBO Max was the first one. We we don't have that service here. And in fact, a lot of the issues around this will be somewhat insulated by because New Zealand has far fewer paid streaming options. Um, but yeah, uh, HBO Max pulled a whole bunch of content, probably never going to be seen again on streaming um, because it costs them too much money to have it, have it running. Uh, Disney Plus are following suit. They're not only uh, shrinking their production amount, but they will be removing some titles as well. So it's... Uh, a bit of a change. Yeah, that's, that, I don't, that I don't think that's, worry me so I don't think much that's what we signed up for, though, to be honest. Yeah, like if but you, that doesn't worry me so much because, to be honest with you, I do watch some of the streaming services and the stuff that's on there and go, oh, did they really need to make this? Did they really need to make that? Which I think will, I think is a completely uh, reasonable response until they take one show off <laughs> or cancel love, one show that, that, you, you that, that you love. And then the, then the equation becomes quite different, right? Because what's, what's one show out of 200? It's nothing. But what's one show out of the five 
that you watch, that's yeah. 20% of what you're paying that's for. That's so true. And it's going to be really interesting. We spoke to Deadline Hollywood's Dominic Patton, and if you're at all interested in the impact and how wide-reaching the writer's strike is in Hollywood at the moment, um, head back and have a listen to that interview um, that we did with him this morning. But that is obviously going to have an impact on streaming services as well and shows ending up on hiatus and what they can offer and things. Yeah, uh, mm. one of the interesting things about the WGA strike, which I strongly support, um, the industry is so tilted against the people that actually produce the content that we love, so um, so go the strikers, uh, is that for the streaming service, particularly Netflix, the really easy way around this in the short term is to flood this, flood their network with international content. And it might be a little bit like the pandemic where actually weirdly it was really good for the mix of stuff that viewers watched. Um, bit of a... You know, a bit of a shake-up of what's in your queue somewhat. Um, will there be a new Squid Games as a consequence? Mm. Mm. Um, but uh, just one final thing from this uh, Alex Sherman story. Um, f- tongue kind of firmly planted and smart Alec cheek. Uh, the quote I liked the most from this was, big price hikes typically aren't the strategy executives use if the priority is adding subscribers. So yes, yeah, so something's going on in streaming. Um, what that looks like, I guess it's kind of an, an ever-evolving space. We shall wait and see. Thank you so much, Steve Newell. We'll talk to you next week. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.